welcome to the Parker J. Cole Show. I am your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are going to be talking to my guest co-host and contributor, Cindy Ragsdale. She is an author friend of mine, and we are going to be talking about a few of her books. But before we do that, she brought something to mind that I thought was worth having the conversation. What if you're happy being single? So many times in churches, there is a push to put people in a state of marriage or in a state of being a couple with someone. But what if you're like Paul? You are happy being single. You have no interest in starting a family or having kids or being with anyone. You're happy being by yourself. This may seem anathema to what most of us think. Most of us think grow up, get married, have children, continue the cycle. But for a lot of people that may be out there, they're not interested in having a family. They're not interested in having marriage. They're content being by themselves with their God as their companion. We're not talking nuns here. We're just talking people who are happy being single. Are you one of those people? Do you feel as if the church may neglect where you are in your life? Well, we're going to have a frank conversation about that with Cindy Ragsdale. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring her online. Cindy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Parker. How, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with me today. I never take it lightly to have any of our guests on, so I'm really excited to talk about the topic with you. Well, thank you, Parker. It's not not very often I find people who are actually interested in it, but but then, like like you said, it's not the people who don't want to get married are kind of, um, I think we're in a lot in the minority. It's not something that comes up an awful lot. Now, I think a lot of people do want to be in a relationship, but there are some like yourself, you're fine being alone. Do you feel as if you made a conscientious decision to be single or is it something thrust upon you? Tell us about how you got to the point where you said, I do not want to be married. I am happy being by myself. Growing up, there wasn't a lot of pressure for my family to get married. I had other sisters and brothers and they all went that route and my family Sometimes I would feel a little weird about not having boyfriends or anything like that, but I was raised Christian. There were certain things that required marriage. That was not going to happen. And I think I did have a boyfriend in uh, high school for like three days, couldn't stand it and said, okay, we're better off being friends. But it was just sort of a casual thing. It wasn't anything serious. We were friends. There was always the possibility that I might get married someday, but there came a point. I came to the realization, okay, this is not happening. Looks like I'm not getting married. So that meant certain things were off the table. And that's just basically the way I've been ever since. There are some people who do struggle with celibacy. Is that something that you deal with? And I think we have to talk about that because you said, I'm not going to get married. So certain things are off the table. But there are people out there going, well, I may not get married, but I'm going to have a good time. What would you say to that, particularly Christians who are drawn to having physical relationships? It's hard for me to relate to that because I've never had a physical relationship with anyone. You don't miss what you don't have. I think a lot of that is people telling you you should. Probably fortunately, during as I was growing up, there was not a lot of Internet, but there were plenty of people telling me I was weird. That was fine. That was part of the course for me. I never had a struggle with an intimate relationship because 
when I got into high school and they started teaching sex ed, first thought that came through my head was, ew, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I didn't know what going, what people meant when they said going all the way. I thought that meant kissing somebody. That, oh was, that was how dumb I was. That's how you are when you're not interested in something. You're oblivious. It's like you got blinders on. Somebody says something and it, I don't know. It just was not something, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what half these people were talking about half the time. And I wasn't really interested in finding out. But like I said, once they started teaching this stuff, it was like, it's gross. <laughs> I mean, that I was it. my reaction. So yeah, if you have that reaction, that's probably a pretty good indicator. Let's face it, bodily fluid exchanges, it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my reaction. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> no, but that was. So if you have that reaction, it's probably a good indication that God probably wired you, you know, slightly differently from everybody else. It's okay that you are wired differently. It's okay that yeah. you're content with your singleness. And there are positives to that singleness that I would love for you to expand on, particularly as it comes to being able to do what you want without having to consider other people. That doesn't, that doesn't make you selfish. It just puts things, you put yourself first, if you think. So what are some other positives you can think about? It's a little bit easier because you don't have anybody else to worry about. My family grew up poor. My family worked in agriculture. That meant they were out in the field picking or working in the, the sheds where they would package everything. So you worked when everything was in season, but then after that, you were on welfare, which meant you were getting the welfare food and stuff like that. I grew up poor. I cannot imagine having to do what my mom did, trying to feed all these people. You don't have to worry about that kind of thing. You know, I don't have to worry about children starving or being hungry. And I don't remember her being hungry. I mean, I don't know what mom did, but she was like, a, her and dad really worked things out pretty well. It's a different world. It's not the same now. You can focus on yourself. You know who you are as a person. Sometimes we can get married and enter into a relationship where we're not fully aware who we are as people. And so now we're trying to find identity as a couple as opposed to find identity by yourself. But I think that's also a strength too. What would you say to that? It's something I can't relate to being involved with somebody else. Believe me, God works on me. And there's enough to work on me with things in life. Can't imagine bringing another person in and trying to work that out, that dichotomy. It's difficult for people to relate to me because sometimes when you think single people, you might think single mothers or you might think, you know, people who have been married before, but they got divorced or the spouse died or something like that. But you see, being by yourself, it's not that you're selfish. It's just that, you know, it's between you and God. I have a me and God talk a lot. Let's put it that way, because I have a lot to work on. <laughs> And I can only guess from observations I've had. I, I don't have any you know, reference point to it, to working with somebody else. Because that's what it is, work. You have to work with somebody else, from what I could tell. Just, again, just from observing my parents, they had to work on their relationship, too. Because they had their relationship, and then they had the relationship with the kids, and then you got your relationship with God. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how people do that. Now, let's talk about how the church reacts to singles who are not married don't have kids, nor have a desire to marry. They don't teach on it at all. I'm 63 years old, and I have yet to hear a study on this. I don't go to women's groups because all they talk about is marriage, children. I understand that that's 
you know, the majority of what women are called to do. So interesting. They don't really address the issue at all, I don't think, as far as being single and staying single and being happy that way. If you're single, you've either been married at one point, like you're widowed or divorced, or you're waiting to get married. Everybody will say, oh, that's great, you never got married. But, you know, you're not going to get any teachings on it at all. No, I've never had it in my, like I said, in my experience. And I've gone to different different churches, different denominations, and it's just not something that people teach on a lot. The Bible does say it is not good for man to be alone. And so people generally think, oh, you're supposed to be in a committed relationship, man and wife. So the Lord said it is not good for man to be alone. That verse tends to not mean what it says on the surface. And there's been some study about that. They're not saying like he lacked, but the Lord said it was better for him to have a companion than for him to be alone. That's what it was. And so people, I think, focus on that. But here you are with Paul saying some of us are made to be eunuchs. Even Jesus Christ said that we're made to be eunuchs. And eunuchs not necessarily of the of the body, but of of the mind, too, that you don't have that interest. And I think you would agree and to, a, to an extent that you fall into that category. I mean, let's face it. I, I know that I am in the vast minority of people who do not want to get married. I don't, I don't think it's sexist or anything like that, but it is more unusual for a woman, I think, than it is for a man. And it's more acceptable for a man to feel that way than it is for a woman. I just think that's that's more societal than anything God laid down. People just seem to think, even even today, that most women want to grow up and get married and have kids. Uh, that's my thought. At least it was like that when I was younger. I don't know if it's still like that, um, but it seems to be that way. I've met people and, you know, people like in their 40s who stayed single, women, and um, they, you know, like I tell them there's, you know, that I've been single and, you know, they, they just think that they said, well, I would have liked to have gotten married, you know, well, you know, it's the, then the point comes up. I mean, I never bring that up, but it's always like, well, you know, if you wanted to, why didn't you, you know, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I think there are some of us who are just, you know, we know it and we just don't get interested and like I said, we think there's something wrong with us is what the problem is. I, I had that feeling for a while. But like I said, there just came a point where I said, well, forget this. I'm, this is the way I am. I'm happy this way. Fine. <laughs> Let's just move on. That's a good way to look at it. Nothing's wrong with you. That doesn't mean that you are an anomaly. This is the way God made you. Even if you don't have a desire, that doesn't mean that Everyone else has a right too, because some people I know have avoided relationships for the simple fact they look at how bad relationships can go. And that could be a deterrent for some people. You kind of look like, wow, you find out that they got divorced, now they're fighting over the kids, and then they got the assets part of the divorce, and they, they shy away from that. But I don't get the impression that's you as much as you did not have an interest in pursuing marriage. You know, I like to say I saved some poor guy years of misery. You know, I'm not the easiest person to live with either. So I did, I wasn't going to get married because I felt I had to get married. I mean, and I wasn't doing that consciously. Yeah, I would look and yeah, there were not some, some great relationships out there. And yeah, boy, who dodged a bullet there. That's what I would think to myself. There were a lot of good relationships. That's a lot of work, though. Like I said, like I said, I have enough problems with myself, let alone 
having, you know, to deal with somebody else and work that relationship out. So that's something other people can do and God bless them. But I, I don't think I could manage it. I'm hoping that this resonates with our listeners out there too, that they may be the ones feeling like something's wrong with me and they're not. God made you or God had you in this particular place for a reason. Now, because of the fact that you haven't married, what are some things that you've been able to focus on with your relationship with God? Of course, you know, becoming a better follower of Christ is one of them. What are some other things that because you have been single that you've been able to do that maybe someone who is in a committed relationship like marriage can't do? I'm, I'm sorry. I'd like to say I'm one of these big, you know, people who go out and share the Lord and everything. I, I'm really not. I'm an introvert. So I, I tend to stay, I like to stay home and the Lord hasn't said anything that's wrong with that so far. So, but I do hit a lot more study time. I mean, and that's important. I mean, that's, and that's a hard one. Study the Bible. It's not just reading it on the surface, but trying to figure out, you know, okay, what does this mean exactly? And um, what is, you know, the Lord trying to tell you? That's a difficult thing. And that is not something that people, you know, with children and husbands, you know, I mean, because let's face it, they're right there in your face and they're demanding attention. You know, the Bible just sits there nice and quiet and, you know, doesn't, doesn't demand your attention, but you still should be paying a lot of attention to it. So that's one of the big ones for me is I, um, I study more. I, you know, try to pray a lot. You know, I pray in the morning and then I'm trying to add evening prayers to that because my morning tends to be more petition. So I'm trying to get a deeper relationship going with God. So again, and like I said, relationships take work you can spend a lot more time on your relationship with God as opposed to just your relationship with other people because other people are going to demand your attention because they're right there in your face. And God, like I said, you know, uh, I had a pastor once who said that God's a gentleman and he is a gentleman, but you know, it's, you know, you've got to pay attention to him more than anybody. So that's, I think that's one of the big ones is just being able to work with my relationship with God. And I'm just going to read from First uh, Corinthians chapter, chapter 7, verse 1. He says, his, he says this, Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. And then he goes further down, and he says, I speak by permission, not of commandment. For I would that all men were even as myself. But every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. And to the un, but he says here, um, oh, and so we'll, we'll stop there. But I like that because you're actually, in my mind, the way you're talking, Cindy, you're almost mirroring Paul like, this is how it is for me. This is what God has called me to do. I am gifted in this. You're actually gifted in this. This is a gift that you have because some women don't have it. Like you said, some women, most you say most women don't have it. And it's more society wise accepted for a woman to be married than not to be married. Like they think, oh, she wants to have the house and the kids and all that. And you're like, no, this is something that God gave me. So I'm really glad that you are coming forth as one of the few, <laughs> I guess you could say it like that, one of the few and say, hey, you know, God made me this way. If he God made you this way, that's okay. He, you, he, he has your calling for you. He has something for you to do. 
And whether that calling comes later or now, you'll find out. But before I let you go, Cindy, I do want people to know that you are an author. And so let's talk a little bit about your writing real quick. What are some of the kind of books that you write? Well, um, let's see. Um, I have two series. The first series is, I call it the Reboot File. Basically, it is um, best described, I suppose, as a grown-up Scooby-Doo uh, <laughs> because it's all about fake ghosts and, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's, they're, they're just fun books. They're not like, you're not going to, I mean, I've read some of your parts, some of your books, Parker, and you are deep. I am not deep. I've tried to be deep, but um, no, I, I don't, I always end up being funny. So it's just like, okay, fine, whatever. So, and then my other book series, as a, the um, Chasing Lady Midnight, which is sort of like a, I call it a superhero cozy mystery because it's basically uh, it's a, you know, just a world where their superheroes exist. And Lady Midnight's a Christian who kind of came on late in her powers. So it's just, um, you know, again, fun, but just, you know, like a, it's like the old time, not the new, not the new disturbing comic books they have these days, but they were like, you know, think way back when, you know, and she's just a hero and trying to do her best at being a hero, being a Christian and trying to get through all this because it seems like everybody's against her except God sometimes. I love it. I love it. I, rem- I remember when we first started the Iron Sharpening Iron group that you were working on that book. And I remember some of the covers that you had and you were trying to figure out what cover to do and all that good stuff, and some people gave you some um, feedback, things of that nature. So yeah, I remember those, and it's exciting. I'm glad to. Um, I'm glad. First of all, what I'm glad about Cindy is that you came onto the show to really encourage other people out there who feel as you do, who are comfortable in the place where God puts them, and I think that's what it is to be satisfied where God has you. I think that's important instead of trying to pigeonhole yourself into a relationship or to a situation. It doesn't have to be about this, but a situation. God has you here and you're here and you're going to stay here unless something really drastic happens. And I always joke, he has to come down from heaven himself, (laughs) hold my hand and say, do that. (laughs) Oh, please, Parker, please. Everybody, you know, like, I mean, let me see. Sometimes I tell people this and they get really, you know, like everybody's got somebody my age who's been married for the first time where it's like, uh, no, (laughs) it's not unless God, yeah, God would have to literally, you know, give me a sign from heaven at this point in my life. It's like, ah, no. (laughs) <laughs> so no, but everybody seems like it is like, and, and I don't know. It seems like it's almost like a, a woman being single and being happy and no, I'm not getting married. I had actually had somebody, I said, no, God has somebody for everybody. I mean, okay. For you maybe. And she, it was just, she was talking more for herself. I, I realized that I don't think she just couldn't fathom the idea of a woman being alone, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, and it's okay, but I'm still not, you know, still not doing it. For, for that reason, so. You know, like, it, it would have to be divine intervention. Literally, it would have to be divine intervention. Like, right, you'd have to pretty go, much. Oh, <laughs> are, are you the angel who talked who talk with Mary, too? I just want to make sure. <laughs> you know, it would have to be that, yeah. that type of <laughs> that type of message. Yeah, it would have to be that type of thing. Yeah, it would really have to be. <laughs> I like the fact that you said that can't fans a woman being happy and single and being alone. And some people can't fathom that. And I'm glad you're here as a vanguard, if you will, 
letting people know, hey, there are plenty of us who are women, happy and single, serving our God. Exactly. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So real quickly, I would love for you to pray for those of us out there who some women who are called to be single and they're happy being single, that you um, pray for them because they are in a unique situation. For those of us who may not understand why they're being in that situation, pray for them too. (laughs) And then just pray in general for um, relationships out there and just in general, whether they're single or not. Just go ahead and pray for us. I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Well, dear father, I want to thank you for this time we've had with Parker. It's been, it's been fun. And I hope I help have helped some people uh, who, you know, let's just give give every, they, they under good intentions, they've been made to feel like maybe they're a less of a person because they don't want to be married or they, and that's just something that you've led them to do. And it's hard for people to understand. It's hard for churches to understand that not everybody wants to be married. And it's, I just pray for all of them, Lord. I pray I've helped and it's, it's okay. We're going to be, we're going to be fine. And someday we're all going to be in heaven and we're going to be serving you. And I pray these people would find their point. Those like me that they find that they do have a relationship to work on, and that relationship is with you. Um, you are the most important person in our lives, all of us. You are Savior Jesus Christ, and and also His Holy Spirit who helps us and guides us through the situation. And I pray for all those who maybe don't understand why people would want to be not in the kind of relationships that we maybe are told we're supposed to be into. Uh, again, not not a situ not a situation that it's basically not your call. It's something that's between the person and God. And please remember that. And your advice is well meaning, but again, you need to pray about it. So Lord, I just pray for all of us and thank you so much for this time we have together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cindy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me on the show. I really enjoyed having you. And I love your quirky take, your humor. I loved everything about it because you really spoke to those who are out there who are happy single and there's nothing alien or wrong about that. Thank you so much for being with us today. Okay. Thank you so much, Parker. And we were talking today to Cindy Ragsdale. She is an author, but today she was speaking to us about being happy, single, alone with her and God. Are you one of those people out there today? You don't have a desire for a relationship and people make you think that something's wrong with you? I got to tell you, dear brother and sister, it's nothing wrong with you. God made you this way for a reason. He has work for you to do that you can do best as you are. And if you're happy about that, praise God. I know that God will reward you for being obedient to his calling. There's nothing wrong with you. Go ahead, live your life as a single man or woman, and thank God for every moment that you have to serve him. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day, and God bless.